Good evening. Wasn't that beautiful? The organ and the singing. Praise God for them. Um, Would you join me in prayer, please? Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity to hear your word in the middle of the week. We take a deep breath and inhale your presence now and exhale all those things that makes us tense, that makes us nervous and anxious, and we inhale your peace, your joy, and your love. Prepare our hearts and our minds to receive your word, Lord. May it come from you. May it plant a seed in our hearts that it may show fruit in your will. Amen. First of all, I want to thank Pastor Troy for giving me this opportunity to share the message tonight. Who better candidate to preach on Ash Wednesday than a Pentecostal? Amen? <laughs> you know, the, we're the section of the children of God who don't normally practice officially Lent. You know, where the other section of the children of God who do abstain from maybe dancing, maybe a little drinking, maybe a little this or that for 40 days. We could do none of that ever. (laughs) So it was not until I came to MCC that I got to understand what a sacred and beautiful observance of Lent is. And in my understanding, it's a preparation of prayer and fasting for Easter and in Pentecostal that's resurrection power and sometimes you can't handle the power unless you've been fasting and praying so I thank God for that opportunity the most I've ever experienced Lent was two different ways Uh, the first was that um, around this time my mother would cook um, dehydrated shrimp and egg white patties with nopales and a red sauce. As a kid, nopales are cactus. And so as a kid, I could not stand that stuff because it was really fishy. And, and uh, then as I grew up and I was able to appreciate it, and now um, it's hard to find except for during Lent, so I look for it. And fortunately, I know a, a very nice woman in my office who cooks it for me and lets me know when it's being done fresh so that I can, I can have some. So uh, praise God for that. The other is when my coworkers would come into the office and um, it would be a Wednesday, I would think as any other Wednesday, and uh, would have a smudge on her forehead. And, and, um, she's, and I said, you know, hey, you got a little smudge on your forehead. And she says, like, oh, it's Ash Wednesday. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, the, then the, the, she proceeded to say, it was like, uh, and I'm giving, a, I'm giving up bread, coffee, and chocolate. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, and so then uh, a couple days later, you know, she'd come, or, or she or he, it's mostly she, my coworkers, um, are, are mostly female, but uh, would come into the office and say, hey, let's go to lunch. But nowhere that they serve bread because I'm, I can't eat bread, chocolate, or coffee. And I was like, okay. 
it's, it's hard to find. It was like, okay, what are we going to have? And um, then, you know, maybe the, the following week, it just like, oh, I can't do this. I gave up bread, chocolate, and coffee. Oh, I need my coffee. And uh, even sometimes I would hear in a low, ghoulish growl, I want coffee. <laughs> so that was my understanding of what it was. And um, again, like I said, until I came to MCC, and I thank God for that. Because as we learned in this last sermon series of, of, you know, other than the Tootsie Roll and the Sweet Center and all that good stuff and the different flavors, but it goes beyond what we're wrapped in what Lent means for us. And it could mean something different from some, for something else. And um, for, for my friends, my coworkers, you know, it had a special meaning for them. You know, I, I struggle with the, with the idea of letting everybody know every day that that's what's going on. But at the same time, I can understand it. You know, when I came to MCC and Reverend Kristen had given us a, um, a lesson on it and um, I decided for a week I would give up technology because I found myself one, one evening watching TV with my iPad in one hand on Facebook and my cell phone in the other hand playing words with friends watching television. And so I decided, um, you know, in, with, her, um, with her guidance to give a technology fast for seven days. So I found myself, you know, going through with the withdrawals, as, as you know. So I think I may have sounded like my friend, you know, a couple of times, you know. And um, except for, you know, while I was at, at work, I could, obviously, I had to use a computer and the phone and things like that. But I found that... I, was, I found I was able to do more things with the time that I had. I was able to write letters to my siblings, which a couple of them had never received a handwritten letter ever. And, um, you know, I remember, because um, by the time that they received it and they called me, the, my fast was over, so they called me and went to... <laughs> And they said, you know, it was like, oh, oh, that was really neat. That was beautiful. I had never received a handwritten letter. I had gotten cards, but that was really neat. And it was like, uh, where do you find the time to do that? And I said, it's amazing. What could you do if you put the Facebook down? <laughs> and um, and I, was, I, I baked and I knit and I read a couple of Bible stories and studies. And, and I found myself less anxious, less stressed out. And really more at peace. And now, obviously, it took a while, you know, day three, four, and five. Days one and two was just like, uh, wonder what's going on over here. wonder what's going on over there. But um, it, was, it was beautiful. So in this, in this last sermon series, and this is really neat that we're in the middle of this because we're going into a different era, but in, the list, in this last sermon series, Apostle Paul spoke to the, to the Corinthians and was telling them, you know, how to love because they needed to know how to love. And I'm pretty sure that to my friend at work, I needed that lesson. You know, to be compassionate towards her 
Whatever she's going through, whatever reason she had decided to give up bread, coffee, and chocolate, God bless her, you know, for those 40 days, I needed to show more compassion. I needed to be long-suffering. I needed to be there. And I needed to not act like a child, like when I was a child, but as an adult. And then I also had to remember that I am who I am, and she is who she is, and I have to accept her for who she is. And the reason why I choose to maybe give up technology or give up whatever it is, it's not necessarily just to, to boast it in, on, the, on the altar here in front of you and to say, yes, I gave up technology for seven days. Pat me on the back. I'm really good. I'm a good Christian. That's not that. It's like, Why? What is the outcome of what I'm doing? What is the reason why I'm purposely walking into the wilderness for 40 days? The effect should be so that we can grow closer to God. The word says, grow nigh unto me and I will grow nigh unto you. Meaning that if you grow closer to God, God will grow closer to you. And it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, preparing for resurrection. For the power that comes in the resurrection. But when we take the time to build a relationship with Christ, with God, in these 40 days, I feel it's so that we can recognize the presence when he comes back again and shows himself at resurrection. The things that we do, and it doesn't have, I mean, I'm going to be... Completely transparent with you. I'm not one to pray every day and to read 10 chapters every day and, and to fast, you know, three times a week and all that good stuff. I do what I can with what I have. And I ask God to bless the little that I give or the lot that I give. And, um, and I think that's what God asks of us during this time as well. What we choose to omit from our lives, it's not so much for us to suffer, but as a reminder that when we omit something that is um, that separates us from a closer relationship with Christ, the blessings that come forth are greater than that that we give up. And um, so it was really interesting. Um, I, I was in preparation for this. I was going back and thinking of the of the things that, um, that that were preached about and the preparation that came to at this point. And I was thinking about you know those um, those those dehydrated shrimp um, uh, little patties and things like that. And I was thinking it's just like you know it. First of all, I'm, I'm first-generation Mexican-American. So that means my parents were born in Mexico. They migrated to the United States, you know, one illegally and one legally. I won't tell you who. <laughs> but I, I um, so I was raised by two Mexican parents. 
in a Mexican community in the United States of America. No, you know. So what I ate for lunch in my little um, bag, in my little lunch box, which was a paper bag with a burrito wrapped in foil inside, which for me was so embarrassing because everybody else had the lunch pails with the bologna and cheese sandwich, with the white bread with the edges cut off. You should have seen my mother's face when I tried to make my, my first sandwich and cut off the, the crust. And she goes, are you dumb? You're throwing out the best part. <laughs> it's what keeps it all together. And, um, but it wasn't until I was able to trade that burrito for a sandwich, then I was able to see the value in that. It was a weird world that I lived in, speaking Spanish at home and English to everybody else and not being able to have both worlds cross. And that's what time of Lent is sometimes. We're in a physical world, but we're from a spiritual reality. And the time of Lent is for us to take a step in the natural, allowing to God to work in the supernatural. And so with this, I ask you, whatever you choose to do, do it with the mindset that when we grow closer to the holy, the holy grows closer to us. Whatever we choose to omit from our lives, don't make it so that everyone else knows what it is. Do it so that the Lord sees your sacrifice and blesses you for it. Because this is what it's all about. Preparing for resurrection, for the power that comes from it. The power to be able to walk day by day and fight all those um, all that anxiety, all that stress, all those crazy drivers out on I-45 and I-10 and to be able to have peace with that. So with all the love in my heart, may this time be a time for you to prepare, to pray and fast. It can be whatever you choose to be, but do it for the honor and the glory of God. Amen. Amen.